gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, get ready to be amazed. Put your hands together and make some noise. It's showtime! Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again. It's time once again to do business with the Star Maker. Today I have one of Delaware's rising stars with me, actually two of Delaware's rising stars, Mr. Nico Wiggins. Mr. Wiggins owns, you know what, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. How you doing? My name is Nico Wiggins. I'm owner of 721 Apparel. Um, I've been starting, I, this is a clothing line that I look for for everybody to rock, to support, and everything. Thank you, sir. And seated beside him, I have Mr. Lucas Roundtree. Go on, lean in, introduce yourself, champ. What's up, people? My name is Lucas Roundtree. I'm the owner of Nyland Street, where it's a t-shirt line. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right, so we're here with Mr. Nico Wiggins today to learn about the nuances of owning an apparel line. All right, owning a clothing line. What is it like? What does it take? Things like that. Now. I have a young entrepreneur in Mr. Wiggins here and a very young entrepreneur in Mr. Roundtree. Nico, how old are you, bro? 22. Lucas, how old are you? 14. Lucas is 14 years old, already an entrepreneur. Man's is out here getting after it. Uh, so Nico and I are going to talk for a little while, and then we'll have Mr. Roundtree and we'll have Lucas come in. And, you know, as a younger entrepreneur, we'll, we'll have him just... He'll have his own separate little interview with Nico, so we'll see what we come up with here. So, Nico, tell me how you got started, man. What made you want to start a clothing line? I started my clothing line my freshman year of college in 2018. I had a friend of mine that had a clothing line that inspired me to create my own because I was into fashion. So I thought about, like, man, how, how can I put fashion with a urban streetwear that's going to that's gonna attract everybody's attention? 721 started with my father about 20-something 20 20 years ago. Um, it was an incorporation. It was never apparel and until I decided to rebirth it in December, December 8th of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to make that an apparel brand for people that are into fashion, and that's an urban streetwear. Um, I took that and started making hoodies in my first, my, first, my first sale, and I was selling on college campus at Morgan State University. Uh-huh. So it started as a shell, basically, and then you turned it into a apparel line. Yep. All right. Uh, so you mentioned that it was started by your dad. Yes, sir. Now, I know your father. Go on, shout your pop out real quick. Shout out to my dad, TNT, custom embroidery. We do everything. Uh-huh. What were some of the challenges that you faced when you first started? And how did you how did you overcome those challenges? Um, the first challenge that I like I had to face was like financial challenges because I didn't, at the time I was in college I was a freshman I didn't have no job so I was trying to figure out how can I fund hoodies and things like that to start selling to make my money back. Um, I ended up find I ended up getting a job working at Michaels, so I started getting hoodies and stuff and T-shirts from Michaels with vinyl. And bought a cricket machine, things like that, to start to start funding my business on my own. Um, it was some things that my dad would help me buy from his money, and I would just have to pay him back when I and when the time came to 
I was there to make the money back. All right. So it sounds like you and your dad have a real good personal relationship, but a pretty solid business relationship also. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, he pushes me and motivates me on the, on the business aspect, also on a personal aspect to, to grow as a man, as a business owner, things like that. He was an entrepreneur. He started his business 17 years ago. Um, I started when I was six years old at, at uh, Cowtown in Jersey, if anybody's familiar with that. I, still, I was selling flip-flops for a dollar. At six years old, I was like, man, I'm out here hustling. I'm going to get to this bag. Six years old, I'm yelling flip-flops for a dollar, flip-flops for a dollar. <laughs> so I, ever since then, I always knew I had that in me. I had hustle mentality in me from watching my dad and growing from with my dad and being around him 24-7. Uh-huh. Shout out to you, the other Mr. Wiggins. Yes, sir. May love, may respect for you. We appreciate you, bro. Um, tell me about some of the, you mentioned to me the other day that, you know, you had just shipped something to, to Rick Ross, the boss. <laughs> oh. Tell me about some of the other clientele that you have that we might, uh, that we might be familiar with. Um, Rick Ross was my first, my first big celebrity clientele that I had shipped a hoodie to. My next one was Wallow267 from Philly. He's a motivational speaker. Shout out to Wallow. Yeah. Shout out to Gilly. Million dollars <laughs> worth of game. Yes, sir. I called him at the post office, and I was like, man, I know I know this face. Like, who is this? So I was like, this Wallow. I said, so he was uh, shipping out packages. So I had sh finished shipping out my package and walked out, and I called him on the, before he got before he drove away. And um, I was like, bro, can I just talk to you about my brand, tell you a little about it, and I just want to give you a hoodie. I want to give you a hoodie just for the, the – he was like, bro, I don't, want it, I don't want you to give me – I'm going to pay for it. Like, I want to support a young black entrepreneur. And I was like, I appreciate it. And that was my next biggest clientele was Wallo. Wallo, when you listen to this, come shop with me again, man. I'd love to have Wallo on the program. Anyway, um, but that's a lesson to all the younger entrepreneurs out here, man. You can't be scared. All right? He very easily could have saw Wallo at the post office and not said nothing to him. He could have been starstruck, but he wasn't. He walked up and he shot his shot. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. All right? Shout out to my man, Kobe Bryant. I believe it was him who said, uh, I'm either going to shoot us in the game or I'm going to shoot us out the game, but I will be shooting. Now, not to harp on your age, but you are very young. Um, do you find your age to be more of an asset or more of a liability when you're out here making sales and seeking partnerships? Um, I look at it as an asset because a lot of people don't think a young black entrepreneur can really make it. Um, I, I look at it like, well, if, if they can do it, I know... I can do it. Mm -hmm. I know I can make the sales just like the other man on the left can make the sales. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter how how old you are. As long as you you're passionate and consistent on making a brand and creating a name for yourself, you're going to grind, you're going you're going to hustle, you're going to make it. So I just look at it as an asset and I know people was like, "Oh wow, like he's 22 years old. He's out here doing big things for his for age. A lot of people is 22 and got a 9 to 5 or 22 and on the street or whatever whatever the case may be but i know i'm a different i'm different from everybody else because Talk. i'm 22 and i can make i make my own money i make my started my brain on my own off the strength of me and being into fashion mm -hmm. so i look at it as a, a big asset tell me about um tell me about how being a younger entrepreneur has affected your relationships with your family and your friends all right, because obviously at your age, you might not be able to do 
the same stuff that your friends might be doing. You might not be able to hang out on the weekend. You might not be able to party on a Friday night if you have something else going on. Tell me about how your business or being a business owner has affected your relationship with your uh, friends it affected, and family. It affected a few friends and family because it be it it's it's I always put my I put my business first. My business always got to come first before party and all that. Even though I'm young, and even though I'm young. I can. I'm always partying. Always gonna be there. Partying is gonna be there to the day I die. But when until I'm a millionaire, I'm gonna put my business first and then party last. Uh, people might get mad because I can't spend time with them, things like that. Because I have events or I have to me- have meetings or things like that. Like I rather, I rather make money before I spend money. Mm-hmm. So say that again. I rather make money before <laughs> I spend money. <laughs> so I I like I don't. I mean, I'm sorry for all the friends and family that I didn't couldn't make time for, but it's gonna play out. It's gonna pay out in the long run. I'm gonna have more time for y'all when I'm when I'm up there, right? <laughs> and hopefully, you know, to all the younger entrepreneurs out there, you got to make your friends and family understand that. And if they don't understand that, then that's tough. All right, fine, keep on moving, man. Um, if you're trying to get something that other people don't have, you got to do something that other people don't do. All right. Now, your industry is very, very crowded, all right? Everybody thinks that they can start a record label. Everybody thinks they can have a clothing line. Everybody thinks they can do real estate. Everybody thinks they can own a restaurant. How do you separate yourself? What makes 721 Apparel different? Uh, What makes me different is, like, if you hear my brand, my brand's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that everybody is bound to live. If you are a worker, a hustler, a grinder, anything, you're passionate about making a name for yourself, you're going to do anything to make it to where you want to be at. So I separate myself by saying I'm, I've been, I'm, I'm a grinder. I'm a hustler. Like, so if I'm going to, I'm going to hustle, I can hustle anything, mm-hmm. anything that can come across the table. I'm a hustle. I'm a figure out how to get the money for, it. I'm a figure out how to get it off and all, all the things like that. So just, I'm not going to say like my brand quality and things like that, because anybody can find quality things. It's just how anybody can put a name on a t-shirt and, and just make it mean something. Mm-hmm. But mine is an actual lifestyle that everybody's bound to live right. day in and day out. Tell me about the name, 721-365. What does that mean? So 721 is seven days a week, 21 hours of grind, three hours of sleep. So basically, if you're passionate about making a name for yourself, you're going to grind for seven days for 21 hours, for 365 days in a year, to, the t- to you make it to where you want to be at in life, to you make it to the millionaire status, to all them things. All right, now... 721 has a, uh, your brand has a very, very, very prominent logo. Um, for those of y'all that follow me on Instagram, I've posted some of his merchandise several times. Uh, he's, he's hooked me up with some real, real quality pieces. My man even gave me a lay that matched my walking boot. I have a fractured ankle right now, and the walking boot I have has a little bit of color in it. My man gave me a lay to, uh, even matched the walking boot. It was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I didn't even peep that until you sent it to me. Yeah, but, um. <laughs> Tell me about your logo. So if I can describe it, it's a globe with uh, wings on it, and then he has the 721-365 above and below it. Tell me about the logo. What does that mean? So my logo, um, me and my dad, we were discussing this a couple days ago. So we looked at my logo and was like, well, the highest bird in in the world is an eagle. So we're going to take the wings off the eagle and show that we fly high. We fly over top of anybody that we can, that we can, when we show we can make it. The, the world shows that we're global, we're worldwide, international, things like that. 
365 shows that we're grinding for 365 days nonstop until we make it to where we want to be at. And even when we at the top, we're going to keep it going until we have other people beneath us make it to where we at. Things like that. So my brand, I had a friend of mine say, they call it the Take Flight brand. That, uh-huh. that, was, that was that was my logo name for everything that I have with the wings. It's called the Take Flight because we take flight and we fly high and we're going to go worldwide. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your ideal customer, because you have a few different types of, uh, you got a few different types of uh, clothes, and I've noticed that you do have a little something, a little something for everybody. So tell me who's your ideal customer, who's your target here? My ideal customer is like the everyday person, the, the, the teenager to the adult, to older people, things like anything that can catch an eye, that attract a, a fashion, that anybody that likes fashion, those are my ideal target. Like anybody that is, can relate to my brand mm. is a is an ideal target. Anybody that hustles and knows that you only get three hours of sleep a night because you're trying to make it to where you want to be. Those are my ideal targets. Those are the targets that I, I I look for to 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 have them wear my brand because I know they they represent they will represent it well. Um. Very important again for all the younger entrepreneurs out there to realize you have to. You got to know who your target is and, and why are they your target, all right? So he's looking at people who whose lifestyle identifies with the brand. Seven days a week, uh, 21 hours a day, 365 days a year, which basically means people who are, if you work a lot of hours, you're his ideal target, all right? Shout out to all the hospital employees. Shout out to the barbers and the hairstylists out there. Put y'all out, yes. Yeah, shout out to the, see y'all soon. Shout out to the construction workers. We are gonna have something for y'all because you know you. I know you guys work outside a lot. Keep your eyes open for the seven twenty one coats coming yep. up in the winter. Yep. Um, Scullies, all that. Yep. Who would you say right now are your some of your biggest competitors? Um, other local clothing brands. Um, all right, don't say none of their names. No, nah, I wouldn't. Nah, I My wouldn't put that. I wouldn't put that out there. But I just look at other local clothing brands that I feel as though. I'm competing with because maybe they've been out longer than me. Um, they can they built their clientele faster than I did. So I mean, not saying that I, I can't be where they at or be above them, but I mean, I look at those as competitors. Like, all right, well, what do what they doing? I know I gotta step my game up so I can be on top, and they right. get people can know who I am. All right, how do you decide? Because again, you know. You carry a lot of stuff. My man carries everything from socks to dresses for the ladies to sweatsuits. How do you decide which items you're going to carry? Um, I look at what's trendy. Instagram would be my number one tool I look at for see what's what everybody rocks nowadays. Like a lot of things from the olden days are coming back. So I try to figure out what style or what wave I want to catch at that time. Um, summer apparel, I know a lot of people like biker shorts, like women, like the biker shorts and, and crop tops and things like that. So I know that's going to always be a seller because females like tights. They like crop tops. They like to show all that. Men, I know we want to be on some type swag type joint, like our drip got to be there. So I know we got to have fly shorts, fly tees, things like that. So I got to make sure all those play a factor in this to make sure they though they're attractive items for people to come and buy now um how do you how do you go about setting your 
sales goals and setting your distribution goals. Because again, you are in a very crowded industry, but you happen to have a really good brand, a great product. You got some pretty good people around you too to help you out, it sounds like. So how do you go about your setting your sales and distribution goals? Um I set my goal I set my like my, my sales for a re, for to a reasonable price that people can afford. Even though I do provide high quality apparel, I do let I do manage to have it make to make sure it doesn't kill people's pockets. I wanted to have I wanted to be able to be affordable and look nice at the same time for different people. Even if it's on a, a if you're on a budget, I, I'm, my my clothes are affordable. Um, for example, a short set top and bottom is fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Females top and bottom for a biker short and a, a sports bra thirty dollars. Socks five dollars. Things like that. So I want to make sure it's affordable but also a good quality. Um, so I said that my distribution. I just look at what I pay, how I go about my services, and, and what I'm actually what I'm worth. Honestly, so that's how I, I really. Right. Go. He's talking about having a spra- a pricing strategy, y'all. He kind of hinted at margins towards the end there also. I love the language you're using today, by the way. Thank you. Y'all heard the language my man used. He said, he didn't say my clothes are cheap. He said it's affordable. Affordable and cheap are not the same thing. Sound like you've been doing this for years, bro. <laughs> what, what inspirations have you had along your entrepreneurial journey? Are there any other business owners whom you admire or respect or pattern yourself after? My dad... Dad is my number one. I see him do it all. So like I know, if he can do it all, I can do it all. So I he he inspires me to keep going, to keep driving, keep being motivated, and being consistent. Um, other like celebrities, I might look at like Jay Z, Pete, uh, Puff Daddy, um, Young Bull, everyone from Philly, Spurgo. He actually he caught my eye one time. He only he's 15 and he, he's a millionaire. I was like, wow, I know I can. I'm 22. I know I can be where. Be 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 where that where, how that feel. I want to be. I want to feel that. Um, things like that. I just I, I admire a lot of people. I watch them. I observe. I take notes. Um, so my inspiration for any for everybody like y'all. Everybody inspires me when they support me. Cause I know the support drives me to keep going. Mm-hmm. So that's what inspires me. Well, you mentioned a couple names there. Let's let's Jay Z is one of my favorites. Not just one of my favorite. Uh, musical artist, but he's also one of my favorite entrepreneurs too. What tell me about a lesson that you learned from Jay Z or something about Jay that you that you admire? Um, like this this his drive and how he dives and dabs and everything, not just because his music, how he's he invested in Beyonce and things like that. I just I admire the things that he accomplished through the years of his making. Um, same with P Diddy, he dives and dabs and everything. I just admire this. This watching these people and being able to grow from them and taking notes from them mm-hmm. is 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 amazing. Cause you can learn a lot from just watching people. You don't have to talk to them. You don't ever have to meet them. Anything you can just you really learn a lot from just watching them and observing. Listen, whether you're a young entrepreneur or a seasoned entrepreneur, please go and listen to the album Four Forty Four. All right, that is a Jay Z album. It is one of the greatest albums of all time if you're, let me, because I don't even want this to degenerate into a discussion about music, but if you're an entrepreneur, you need to listen to that album. Yeah, I got that album on repeat sometimes. Jay-Z is a dude who 
20 years ago was rapping about selling drugs in a project hallway and is now a billionaire. You know, here's a guy who has shown us how to invest in art, how to, Rockaware, a couple years ago. He showed us how to, how to start and market and sell a liquor brand and a clothing line. I used to rock Rockaware back in the G. Uh, we all did, man. <laughs> we all did. Rockaware was in back in, yeah. middle, back in middle school. Well, when I was in middle school. Rockaware was that, John, back in the G. What are some of the long-term goals for 721 as a brand? Uh, some long-term goals is uh, maybe. Sorry about that, y'all. We were rudely interrupted. Uh, long-term goals for 721 as a brand. Uh, my long-term goals is to have have uh, vendors that that work for me to uh, wholesale my product to uh, other different places, um, locations, things like that. Another long-term goal is to open a storefront after I establish my website and things like that. Um, well, you already got the website, bro. Website already fire. Yeah, I do. I just wanna once I get once I can generate thousand dollar sales on my website. I know I can. I'm I'm able to get a warehouse and open a storefront uh, for more inventory. Got you. So you're, so you doing events right now is a little bit more lucrative than your online sales channel. Yeah. All right. All right. So we want to we want to build out the online channel a little bit more. We want to find us some retailers and we want to. All right. That makes a lot of sense, bro. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start an apparel brand like the young man sitting next to you? What advice uh, would you advice give? The advice I would give them is be consistent. Um, make sure this is not a hobby. Make sure this is something you really love and you're passionate about. Consistency is key. Like I say, if you're not motivated, stay consistent. I heard that I heard that term on Insta well, that uh that like thing on Instagram multiple times. So I, I always I stick by that now. Like, if you're not motivated, stay consistent. It'd be times where you won't be motivated, but you got to stay consistent on what you love, mm -hmm. what you're passionate about. So for the next, for you, I tell you, like, just keep going, follow your dream, stay consistent. All right. We're going to allow Mr. Lucas Roundtree to put the headset on. He's going to be our unofficial co-host for the remainder of the day here. He's uh, prepared some, he's, I apologize, I, I, did, I, I messed up your introduction. Mr. Lucas Roundtree, owner of? Nylon Streetwear. All right, he's going to go ahead and take over from here. He has some questions for Mr. Wiggins, then he's prepared. Okay, um, so how long would you say it took to return your initial investment on, on your brand? Um, I'll say, depending on the product, um, I spent about, I spent about a couple thousand on, on inventory. Um, I would think like your price, your prices would in, indicate your investment when you make your money back and how quickly you sell it. Um, it took me. It can. It took me around a few weeks to a month to make my investment back, depending on how much I really kick out. Mm -hmm. So, what makes your design uh, unique from others? Like, um, come on, man! Stop trying to sell our property. You don't got to sell perfect on here. 
Just talk like a regular person. It's a regular conversation, bro. Go on. What was that question one more time? Oh, uh, what makes your design unique from others? I, I like I like I said on the uh, when I was talking to Steve, I my design is like I look at it as the, the, I fly high over most over everybody, uh-huh. um, international and global. So my, mine is uh, mine is a unique thing because I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be international. I'm gonna be worldwide soon, and I, I'm putting that out there now that my brand is gonna be in like Dubai or something. <laughs> Well, we're going to have you shipping internationally within the next 30 days. Don't even worry about that. That's it, bet. Okay, so uh, speaking of that, where would you uh, see yourself in five years in terms of the brand? Five years? I see myself still. Oh, it's five years. I'm 22. I see myself I see myself still hustling, still maintaining. Um, my goal was to retire at 25 and have, have my online established and have somebody else running my brand. Or like I have employees running my brand. So five years I have employees. I'll have employees running this seven twenty one. Okay. Uh what do you feel was your greatest accomplishment? Um, my greatest accomplishment was I feel as though selling out, hosting events, meeting different and networking with different people. That's a real good question. Very good question. Uh, how do you handle uh stress? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> how I handle stress? Uh, I just had to take a break. You just gotta take a break when it when things start getting hard. You gotta walk away, take a couple deep breaths, and come back and refocus. You gotta come like if you, even if you don't come back the same day, come back tomorrow and with a better mindset. Uh, take your mind and ease it somewhere else for a little bit, just so you don't get overwhelmed and stressed out on things that you have to mm-hmm. that you're trying to do. Um, me personally, stress comes it just comes with naturally with me. Like I, I stress every day about little things. Even if it's with my brand or not with my brand, I just stress. But I have to, I'm learning that just walking away and giving some time to yourself. And, uh, mental health is a lot. Like some self care. And that's that's how you can really handle your stress. So giving yourself some time alone and and to come back and refocus. Hold on real quick. About how often do you find yourself at this point in your entrepreneurial journey? How often do you find yourself having to take that that break? Probably literally almost every day, because it's things where like I I be trying to create or things that I want to do, and if it don't go the right way how I want it to go, or or like I'm not taking the right steps and I get frustrated, I definitely gotta walk away and like all right, let me take a five ten minute break and let me come back. And, and figure out another alternate way to make sure it, it goes the way it should need to, it needs to go. He's talking about how he keeps himself from getting flustered, y'all. Go ahead, Lucas. Uh, who, who, or what uh, motivates you as of right now? Um, again, my dad motivates me still as his day, to this day. Mm-hmm. Since I was six years old, he motivated me through my whole life. He was motivating me. He motivated me through a lot. Um. I say I kind of motivate myself as well when I'm up. When I'm up, I feel good. I feel like I'm that man. I'm that bull. Like, all right, well, I got to keep going. So I got to motivate myself as well as having my father and my family members, my mom, things like that motivate me to to do what I want to do too, to make sure I keep going and push. 
How did you start your uh, social media presence? Ooh, that's a good question. Great question. Nah, nah, that's a great question too. Yeah, I'm bringing him back. To <laughs> that's a great question. Um, how I, I started? I just started posting things like just to get just to see who who would like it, who would not like it, if I would get a sale on it or not. Um, I used to, I lack I do lack in content on on social media, and I'm trying to work on that, or at least like hire some somebody to do my social media. Um, I talk I try to do more videos and things like that to people to see my face, to know who I am and what I sell and things like that. Um, but I kind of just I gotta start being more consistent on posting and story and all that being seen. Uh, how do you uh, distribute right now? Like, do you have like your own like in store? Nah, I sell out my trunk. I sell out my trunk. Um, or if I don't have it at the moment, I tell it some. I tell them person to order online. Take seven to ten days uh, to be shipped out to you, and that's how I, that's how I do it right now. Now I don't have no store yet. Um, thinking about a store in the long run, but once I establish this uh, this uh, this um. This website, and also I do a lot of events and pop-up shots to get my name out there and get more exposure. Tell us a little bit about that. So, how do you decide that an event is going to be worth your time, worth your effort? Um, I look into like where the location is at. Um, I look at the following that the people are, uh, whoever's hosting the event. I look at their following and how I know if I know the traffic is going to be worthy of my time. It it, it been events that I went to that I didn't make no money. And I kicked out bread just for the exposure. It been events where I kicked out bread, and I made ten times my bread back. So like, I just look. I I, I pray and I hope for the best, but also I follow and look and observe for other people following and know if they're they have a high clientele and things like that, and they're high volume and traffic. Um, I was I don't spend thousands of dollars on pop up shops because. Yes, you might make your money back in a few, but some you won't. You won't see no profit. It's been, like I said, I've been times where I sat there and was and looked like, wow, like I'm really here, like not doing anything, making no money. And it's been times where I, I'm consistently having sales people lined up at my table. Uh, those are all my questions. Thank you. I appreciate your questions. Was great. Too. I appreciate it. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. All right, y'all. We are almost ready to wrap up here. Almost. Um, we still have a few more things to bring to you guys for the between now and the rest of the year. This this uh, interview is likely going to be published around the first of September. I think Nico has done an awesome job. If there are any topics that you guys want me to cover that we haven't covered so far, by all means, please let me know. We have another mailbag coming up. We've now, at this point, completed our series on real estate investing. We talked about, we did an, a, an episode on how to sell online. We've done family business. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Again, my email address here is starmaker at myblackumbrella.com. Y'all enjoy the rest of the day. Y'all be blessed. Thanks again for tuning. Oh, you know what? I do this every time. As of right now, this second, we are at 53,000 downloads. We are being listened to in 20 states and 9 countries. And shout out to India. 
India is really showing up right now. I need somebody to come and teach me some Hindi words and phrases so that I can communicate with this Indian audience a little bit better. Um, but, but I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. Can I shout out my uh, my business, my website, and my Instagram? By all means, bro. Uh, follow my Instagram at 721, the number 721, apparel, A-P-P-A-R-E-L underscore. That's my Instagram. Go ahead and follow. Hit that, hit that follow button. My website is 721.com, S-E-V-E-N 21, apparel, A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Appreciate right. it. I got to see if I can talk Nico into letting me get a discount code here for all of the listeners of this program. Well, I don't, don't got to talk to me. I'll do it. <laughs> I set it up. I set one up today. <laughs> oh, my man. Shout out. Shout out to this guy. All right. So y'all go ahead and check him out. Shout the website out one more time www.721apparel.com S-E-V-E-N 21 apparel A-P-P-A-R-E-L dot com Alright, go on and get you a discount using discount code STARMAKER Alright That about uh, wraps it up Lucas, did you have anything you wanted to add, bro? No, I'm good Anything else you wanted to add? No, I appreciate you having me on though uh, My pleasure, man Shout out to TNT Custom Embroidery as well Yeah, shout out to you, Dad Man's contribute <laughs> continues to contribute to the program Even in his absence Alright, y'all be blessed Have a good one Thank you for attending the performance And a special thanks to all those who helped with the show